0: Episode 159 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. One of the topics important to the business community, how do businesses move forward and play a role in the conversation as we consider a heightened awareness of racial inequality? We asked leaders to provide us with their thoughts in the weekly edition. The headline, In Their Own Words. And three of those leaders joined me today. Janetta Everett of Delta Dental of Kansas, newsman John Wright of KQAM, and Jonathan McCroy, Air Force Veteran Commissioner on the Kansas African American Commission. They and six others provided us with their insight as we struggle with this important topic. Our coverage begins on page 12. Also this week, a special report on aging care. Lots of information from experts to help us make decisions about care and facilities. That's on page 18. Our list, Wichita area dental practices, page 6. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Chad Buckel, president of CanPAC, U.S., page 31. Each week, we provide you business intelligence on new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments, Our leads section this week begins on page 16. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode one. Equity Bank means business, and that's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. We have all watched as the world has reacted to the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. It is certainly not the first time this has happened, but... This event might, at long last, be the catalyst for real change. Again, my guests, Janetta Everett, she is vice president for professional relations at Delta Dental of Kansas. She is also the chair of the Greater Wichita Chamber Board of Directors. Also, Jonathan McRoy, he is an Air Force veteran, serves on the Kansas African American Affairs Commission, and is one of this year's 40 Under 40 honorees. And John Wright, longtime Wichita newsman, who is now news director at KQAM. Full disclosure. John and I go back more than 30 years. We work together at KFDI News. We have remained friends with John and his wife, Karen. So just some full disclosure there. Folks, I said at the beginning, this event might at long last be a catalyst for real change. What do you think?
1: Well, people are listening, Bill. And when people listen, you have an opportunity to have real change, whether it will be faster than... 1968, who knows? That's going way back, but what I'm seeing are a lot of new players, younger players that are stepping up that uh, may have read about this in books, but this is the first time they're seeing it firsthand and getting involved, at least in Wichita.
2: Yeah, I I agree. Um, The players not only are younger, they're a lot more diverse. Back in the day, you know, the movement was pretty one sided. And now I can, I mean, I have no stats that can tell you for sure, but it is hugely 50 50%, if not more. But not only is it just in the United States, it's now a nationwide recognition. So the drum, the beat of the drum is going uh, just totally viral, if you will. And the tool I believe that's made a difference here. It's called technology. It's called phones, video cameras. So I think that is the catalyst that's going to take this a lot further than it has.
3: And and you know and I agree with that, Janetta. Also, I wanted to add that you know the world is watching us right now, and so um, you know they're watching to see if you know we're going to live up to those values promised on paper um, at the inception of this nation, and if we're finally going to do the work to close this gap and millennials are ready to take, take the baton and run with it. And so you're seeing so much more uh, involvement from millennials and, and younger people, um, much more diverse allies, if you will. Um, so they're ready and they're ready for change. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a business publication, the Wichita business journal. It's a business related podcast. So let me ask, and I'll keep the question sort of in that vein, how does racial inequality show up in the business community?
2: So I'll, I'll just kind of start representing business. Um, the, the chamber has over 1,700 members in itself, and therefore those 1,700 members should have a unified voice in dismantling racism. It, how does it show up? It's there. I think now what's going to happen, it is the awareness is going to make it uh, more obvious for us to be able to call it out. So how does it show up? I think right now some, it's a time for people to open their mouth, use their voices, call it out, but more than anything, recognize it. And I think that's the problem. I can tell you right now and here, like talking to Bill Roy, there's no way I would say Bill Roy was a racist. I want to be able to say Bill Roy is an anti-racist. And that's, that is a big difference as well. So some people mean so well, they have no idea. And I don't believe they're racist. They just don't know what we as African-Americans go through on a daily basis right. because you're not there. So they have to connect and listen to us, have the conversation. That's how it's going to show up.
3: I think it's, uh, I think it's showed up in the leadership, executive leadership and board leadership of uh, multiple organizations um, around the country uh, to include this area. Um, and what it's done is it's allowed you know, cycles of employees and management to not be uh, racially aware and address the issue head on. And so I think it's, it's really shown itself through a lack of diversity in our executive leadership, um, senior leadership, board leadership positions.
1: And just to add on to that, there's more than onesies uh, with quotation marks. In my experience as a journalist in the broadcasting profession, there was maybe one or two
0: Hmm.
1: and very few in executive positions going to cover stories in Wichita I would not see so many people who look like me or look like Janetta, being a woman obviously, in a position where she is making decisions that would make impactful change with hiring and firing. And benefits, wages, uh, getting people to the table in the community to make an impact in these neighborhoods. That's where it starts with someone who looks like you across the the board, red, yellow, black, whatever color, being at the table and having those conversations to dismantle racism in business. Bill, can I follow up
2: a little bit with that? So the one thing uh, Jonathan mentioned, and he's correct about the lack of diversity in boardrooms and et cetera, um, there has to be an intentionality to make, to make changes there. Uh, right now, I do think people don't think about it. Uh, I am on many boards where I might be among the few African-Americans on a board, but if there's intentionality, I don't want to ever want the check the box mentality. I want to be able to say, why do we need more diversity on these boards in order to get those usual unusual voices heard and to understand why it impacts our business in a positive manner. So to his point, he's correct. There has been less of that. But I think I'm starting to see shift, at least I hope I am.
0: Jonathan, it, I, I want to kind of go into some of the things that you wrote for the for our paper this week. Jonathan, you wrote, our local business community has the opportunity to take a strong stand against racism and combat bigotry by, as Janetta just said, being intentional and deliberate about where they stand. You describe. Three Ways to Begin. Could you talk about that a little bit?
3: Yes, absolutely. And so um, organizations uh, have the power to really um, show the community where, they're, where, where they stand and what their values are on this very important issue. Um, I think leadership voice is critical. And at the executive and board levels, um, Looking at, you know, their mission, vision, and value statements, is diversity anywhere in that? And it may not be because all of the board members look alike, right. right? And so it's about embodying a culture of diversity and inclusion within the organization. I think that businesses have the opportunity to take that stand and take a strong one in doing so. Um to include some organizational programming within the organization to train mid-senior level managers on uh, you know, racial and cultural competency and to be able to uh, you know, create an environment where every employee feels valued and that they can thrive.
0: Uh, Janetta, you had shared that there were times that even you said they need to do better. And then 10 years ago, you had an important experience at a seminar. Would you talk about that and how that changed you?
2: So, so the, it was interesting. Um, I have always, not always, and I find myself now in a whole different um, advocacy kind of position right now. Uh, but what happened was I've always said we, as a, pers- as a, a person of color, we need to do better. We need to be intentional about our own self. We need to put ourselves out there, go get yours. I was kind of one of those, uh, they need to do better um, And Then I was at a seminar where, uh, because I was the only one in the room, I was asked by uh, an attendee to go get a cup of coffee. Basically said, we're out of coffee. She looked at me and said, we're out of coffee. And I looked at hers like, I didn't say what I wanted to say, but I really wanted to say, go get me one while you're at it. But instead, um, I just said, yes, we are, aren't we? Today, I would handle it a little different. I'd be a little more <laughs> to call it out quicker. Right. But that evening, the interesting part was she, we had dinner with a vendor. Needless, neither did either of us know that she was the vendor trying to sell me her product. So when we got into the room, the first look she saw was me, and oh was like, "Oh my goodness, what?" <laughs> I done? And I'm like, "Yeah, could you go get some coffee, please?"
0: So. Oh my gosh! Well, I, I just hope it wasn't a Wichita Business Journal event that that yeah. happened. That that's it pretty. was
2: not even in Wichita. I'll get that. It
0: <laughs> John, you wrote that the black and brown entrepreneurs should not be made to feel like sharecroppers. Talk about what you mean by that.
1: Well, when the Minority businessman or woman goes into meetings or even the application process, they have to check the temperature in the room. Is it okay for me to, to get my portion of the pie? Why do I have to feel or he or she feel like they're obligated to do extra? Now, business people work hard. They study for it their entrepreneurship, and others are, are may not even have a, a, a degree, but they're very bright, they're very smart, they work hard, they they, they get up with the sun and, and go to sleep when, when the lights are on. And some burn the midnight oil. Uh, some work two or three jobs just to get the, hit the one big opportunity. It shouldn't be a situation where they have to go hat in hand and out looking for sponsors when – Uh, opportunities are there for other folk that are not opportunities for the minority business owners, whether that's uh, black or uh, other minorities of of color. Um, Mm -hmm. There are some neighborhoods in the past that were thriving, African-American community in downtown Wichita, thriving in economics and and, uh, moves and and, and shifts uh, with construction and and other opportunities uh, took that away. Back in the day, the, the Calvary Baptist Church was downtown where the jail is. And that's been a, a continuing source of, of news stories over the years about right. oh, why does it have to be there? Why can't it move? Those opportunities have come and gone. But the, the, the spirit should be open door. You should not have to have your hand asking uh, the, the avenues. And fortunately, we do have people that look like me and small business administration uh, more so than back in the day. But those opportunities are there and it should not be a, a situation where these business uh, folks are uh, walking in uh, asking. It should be expected and to, for them to be able to get the application through the process, have the same opportunity as others, make their bids and come out on the the other end with a successful business, but that's not always the case.
0: Right. We we know it's more difficult for minority entrepreneurs to get access to capital. How do we change that?
2: Well, I can tell you one of the things that we're doing through the chamber is working on a supplier diversity type program to address just what John just talked about. And this will be able to us to um, strengthen access and opportunity um, for uh, minority business or diverse business owners. It actually will give them the opportunity to um, have employers look at it from an equity lens, if you will, so that that we are all provided the opportunity to play on the same and an even play and feel. Uh, at this point, as John indicated, the opportunities are not necessarily um, equitable, so even getting certified minority business, getting the minority business to become certified that takes out one of those deterrents away from them getting an opportunity to possibly even be it. So that's one of the actions. Uh, And and somebody mentioned a statement uh, uh, earlier, uh, maybe a diverse statement. So many businesses have uh, discrimination statements in their handbooks. Everybody has a non-discriminatory statement. Well, a statement is just a statement on paper unless it has action behind it. And that's what I would love to see uh, many businesses go back and refine your statements and put intentional action that you're going to take to help with this whole racial divide. It,
0: also, a lot of people have talked about the black and brown brain drain that we have in Wichita. How, how bad is it here?
1: Oh, it's still, it's still there. There's, there's some areas in the Midwest, and not so far long ago that you can call those areas Little Wichita. <laughs> and there's a corridor all the way up I-135, all the way down, uh, down into uh, Louisiana, uh, obviously Texas and, uh, and Oklahoma. Uh, the young people, they're they're getting out. Some go to historically black colleges. Some go to predominantly white colleges, but those opportunities here in Wichita aren't as financially uh, successful as they might hope they would be. So they're going to go to these other opportunities outside of Wichita, outside of Kansas, not only because of, of the financial gains that may be made, but they want to see more people that look like them.
3: Yeah, with the, with, the, with the brain drain, I think it's pretty interesting. And I think this is where business has the opportunity to really help with that, um, you know, uh, some of our, you know our black and brown brothers and sisters have, uh, you know, come to our city and county um, through family members that may have jobs here. But how do we get them to stay? And I think it's all about making them feel comfortable, making them feel self-actualized in their jobs. Well, businesses and organizations can do that by embodying a culture of diversity and inclusion and be deliberate and intentional about it and not just making it a statement but really putting it into their values organizational values and carrying it and seeing it through to the finish line and then i think we'll start to see some retention in those communities here Mm
0: -hmm. janetta you've seen it too haven't you
2: absolutely absolutely we have uh, when you talk about uh, people leaving, I mean, I have five sons, and I have only one of them that's still here in Wichita. Mm. And I've talked to them as to why uh, they were, why wouldn't they come back to Wichita? And I've shared this before, but one of them is an accountant uh, that went to University of Missouri, and the, one is a, an actor or in the entertainment in New York. So a uh, um, couple of them are in marketing in Texas. And they're like, Mom, the opportunities in Kansas and Wichita is not there. And my one in New York happens to be uh, gay. And he's like, I can't come back to Wichita because I am not as accepted as I am in New York where he lives. Um, so, yeah, I've seen brain drain leave here and not be able to come, especially women of color. And I've done things all I can to keep people from leaving here. Right. Uh, so that's just something we still have work to do. I posted today, Bill, uh, even on my Facebook page, that we're trying to create a path for professionals of colors to connect with businesses, and I don't really know what that's going to look like, but it's something that I'm going to be partnering with people to to intentionally keep some of that brain here in hands.
0: We want to write about that, Janetta, so I'll talk to you more about that effort uh, uh, later but we definitely want to write about that and and make sure that message gets out there. Jonathan, would you explain the goal of the Kansas African American Affairs Commission, what it does?
3: Absolutely. So the Kansas African American Affairs Commission works with the state legislature as well as the governor and the executive office of the state to uh, ensure that the interests of uh, the black community is, uh, you know, elevated in policymaking and crafting legislation. Um, you know, we've had history of being marginalized when it comes to policy and legislation in the political realm. And so um, the uh, African-American Affairs Commission really works um, to ensure that, you know, the legislation Um, doesn't adversely uh, impact the black community, but, uh, you know, works to, you know, enfranchise and provide more opportunity um, for that community, um, as well as uh, community outreach um, in certain areas in education um, in those communities. Um, For example, uh, looking at how things like COVID um, affects the the black community, which we know it, it has the biggest impact on the black community. Right. Um, they, we also look at things such as, uh, you know, uh, equity and diversity in education and education and, and a whole range of things. And so uh, the commission exists by statute um, to do some really good work on the behalf of the um, black community in Kansas.
0: That's something we need to get to, to know a little bit better, that commission and, and its work. Um, our, our time has gone really quickly, but I didn't want to end without asking these questions. What stories do we need to do at the Wichita Business Journal? What questions do we need to ask as we put together stories and coverage moving forward from this point? So I
2: have an idea of story, I don't have, we wouldn't be ready to answer these questions, but the story, I think the question should be asked, you as a business, because you are a business journal, you Mr. or Mrs. Business, what have you intentionally done or what are you intentionally doing to help uh, with the entire racial, dismantling racial uh, divide, this whole racial divide? What are you doing Give us some specifics of some things that you can do or have done, and then are you willing to come back later and and let us see the results of those?
1: Great. Well, for me, I guess the education piece with younger people coming to the forefront now in the business community, especially on the local level, to review those areas that had a source of pride, in the Wichita African-American community, as I mentioned, Calvary Baptist Church, uh, the Donham Sit-In, First in the Nation, uh, the Dunbar Theater and the restoration efforts, uh, the things that are going on in and around the McAdams Park that uh, have been assisting young people. Uh, just as of this morning, there's the Wichita Police Department is uh, getting involved in helping the young people stay off the street. Those type of stories need to be told, plus, As far as what the business community, uh, I would ask those leaders to uh, reach out to the minority business, host uh, more than a job fair, uh, host a how to, uh, the why force, so that they can understand a a better opportunity uh, before them where they felt like there was a roadblock. I can't get in, I'm not going to be accepted. Um, It's got to be more than just uh, mixers. It, it has to be uh, meaningful meetings where people can see, uh, a path forward and not a roadblock. Right. And I think the business journal can, um, do
3: more to capture the struggles as well as successes of, uh, millennial black and Brown entrepreneurs, uh, in this area. Um, just to kind of elevate, um, awareness for, um, maybe some of the inequalities as far as access to capital and other things that exist and, and work to just, um, you know, tell that story.
0: Well, I, I pledge as the editor in chief of the Wichita business journal that we will do those things. We will, we will go down that road. And, uh, I hope you all will help us, uh, be accountable uh, to you and others, uh, to do that. Um, we, we plan to continue the discussion about equality in our overall community and in the business community. Our parent company has made a commitment to make all our newsrooms more reflective of the communities in, in which we work. I, I hope, once again, that you'll all help keep us accountable. We will continue to lead the conversations and move the issue forward, but the big message I think I'm hearing you say is that it has to be deliberate, it has to be intentional, and you have to have results for us to move forward in this community. Absolutely. Um, Jeanette Everett, Jonathan McCroy, John Wright, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll be talking more. This went really fast. We've got a lot more to talk about. I hope maybe you'll come back in the future and we can talk about it more. Thank you all three. You're welcome.
2: Thanks for Thank you.
0: You can read more about their thoughts in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal or at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy. This week, episode 159. We hope you're doing well. Now's the time to be creative, innovative, and entrepreneurial as you fight to survive and eventually prosper. No doubt our lives and our companies will experience permanent changes. If there's any story we can do to help or any leader you want to hear from, please let me know. I'm at broy at bizjournals.com. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy Hub. It's at Wichita Business Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.